What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Abu Bakar Seal, who's the founder of Octolearn. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Pretty good. Doing great. How about yourself? Doing pretty good. Just getting the week started with a cup of coffee and a podcast, and I would not start it any other way. Excited to, look, uh, to learn more about what you are working on. And for people that haven't heard of your company yet, what are you working on? What is Octolearn? We're building a learning platform that provides personalized and adaptive education. And what that means is that uh, in terms of the access that students have to content and assessments, we basically want to generate a learning path that's individualized for every student and adaptive in the sense that uh, with time, so whenever they interact with the system, perform uh, you know, on the platform, attempt some assessments based on the results that they get and their individual areas of limitation or areas of strength, it needs, it should adapt uh, upon every interaction. So it evolves and basically improves over time, like a typical machine learning model, basically. So walk me through a little bit of a of a kind of a, a, a case a case story here. So most to walk kind of use your product, become a customer, become a user. Can I kind of walk through someone's experience if they were to use use your product? Yeah. So for right now, we're just going out with our MVP. So going direct to the student. And what we do is that we sort of synthesize all the parts that are required in in an in a standard learning cycle. So for instance, they go into the learning resources. That's where they have access to notes and flashcards that are mapped onto a particular curriculum, whatever curriculum we're targeting. At the moment, we're gonna start off with the Cambridge uh, curriculums managed by the University of Cambridge in the UK. So they go into the notes and flashcards and they can move those, copy them over to the My Library section where we then allow them to personalize all the content. So then that means for every topic, they can create a unique version that's genuinely unique to themselves. And then they go into the next tab. That's where we take them into the learning path. So we take them to small chunks. Each chunk is called a snack, which is technically a portion of a topic. They go through the notes, flashcards, and then assessments, examples, watch short video, and then go into the assessments where they go through those repetitive assessments that will continuously adapt to their areas of weakness. And then finally, we close the loop with a discussion forum where we connect them with their peers for immediate uh, help 
in case they're stuck. And then we also provide support in terms of teaching assistance at our end. So walk me through a little bit of the origin story here. Like this is obviously uh, extremely, extremely useful product for, for a lot of people, but like, why'd you decide to start it? And, and what's the origin story here? All right, so that's rather interesting. Um, I did uh, my A-level, which is basically, you can call it high school education in Pakistan. And then I went to Purdue for my undergrad, did my degree there in aerospace engineering. And my plan was to go into fluid mechanics. I was very keen on studying turbulent flow or hypersonics. So I'll go into R&D, but you know, <clears throat> lost my mom and circumstances changed. So I had to come back. I came back and I've been part of the private education sector here, which is very large uh, for about eight years now. So after teaching, you can say close to 4,000 students interacting with them in tons of different roles, uh, STEM uh, content, you know, physics in particular, math and then college counseling curriculum development you know so many different things and i've seen that the conventional model is uh in simple words very rigid it tries to teach every student the same way there's a predetermined path and all students will go through point a to b to c to d you know the whole path they will traverse it in an identical manner and that's extremely inefficient that's why so many students need tutoring and other support services so what it does is that students who are, who possess good caliber, you know, good aptitude will do fine. They'll do great even, but the majority of students are, are average in terms of the ability or learning speed that they have. So they need good systems in place where wherever they need help, you're willing to provide it. And that the system basically isn't designed to provide personalized learning experiences. The standard education framework in K-12 whether that's the US or here or really any other country, it's not designed to go into that level of sophistication where it can deal with students individually. So it's just a systemic limitation. And I thought, you know, based on what I know from my background in engineering, how systems design is done, you know, systems engineering or systems of systems, stuff like that. And then with uh, all the time spent watching students struggling, you know, to achieve academic goals. And then my I'm a huge uh, tech fan, which I've always been, you know, particularly obsessed with how Apple designs experiences for users. So I was like, well, and if we can merge all of this in, in a smart manner where the flexibility is there and the system has the ability to evolve, to continuously improve over time, we, we could have something very special. Uh, and basically that's what we're trying to uh, work on. And in, in a briefly, just to help, just to make sure that every student has the pathway to achieve academic success really, you know, based on whatever aptitude they have, whatever areas of weakness, whatever areas of strength. So we just map it onto whatever each individual needs. And then if you were to look out, you know, five, 10, 15 years, I mean, you just touched on it a little bit. We'd love for you to kind of like unveil a little more if you're open to it. Like, what do you see as kind of like the big picture here and the big vision? And in like, you know, a decade or two, what exactly did, what, did you build, you know, and how, how did it impact the world? Or in other words, what's the big vision? Uh, the big vision truly is uh, to get to a point, uh, you know, where the sophistication of the system is such that it is accurate in terms of identifying individual limitations at a very granular level. So not to say that, let's say if we take again, physics as an example that, okay, Matt does well uh, when it comes to forces, 
but struggles with electricity. That's what the conventional model does right now, but that's too macroscopic. So what we do is that we go down to the level of the concept. What are the concepts within forces and then within electricity that let's say Matt you know, is doing good at, the areas he's doing bad at. So the larger picture really is to have a system that can generate a learning path based on whatever interaction the student has had with the system. You know, We acquire all the user interactions, we accumulate all the data, and then we provide a learning path and recommendations that will keep in mind student strengths and weaknesses, and also the average time, for example, the student spends on the platform. So without going into specifics, basically the personalization is at a very deep level in terms of the student needs and preferences as well. How frequent does the student log in? How many hours does he spend on average? What is the improvement? And for them to be able to use our system as virtual assistants, where they can generate their own study plans based on upcoming exams, time available, and content that they need to master to do well on the exam. And honestly, uh, it's, it's very exciting. And the challenge really is the execution. Theoretically, um, it's, there's no doubt uh, there's a lot of value there. And that it's the need of the hour. We're going towards personalization. I believe within by the end of this decade, it's gonna be heavily personalized, uh, the entire learning framework uh, that schools use. So our goal basically is to get there uh, rather soon so that you know by the time our model is sufficiently advanced, you know, we're sort of leading the trend, to be honest, in terms of that shift. And in order to, to be in that position and make it happen, like you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you raising money, looking for customers, people to partner with? You know, how can we assist here? So we do have a couple of partnerships in place, one that has been executed and one that's coming up. And also in terms of the access to the market, uh, we're fine there as well. So I think the community could be of great help when it comes to fundraising, because at the moment, that is the need of the hour and everything else naturally is tied to that. And that's what we're working towards to get to that point as soon as we can. And then if someone wanted to learn more about this, reach out with questions, maybe a potential investor, you know, how could they do that? Like, do you have a website, a social media presence, an email address? How can someone learn more? Yeah, so we are there on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn as well. And we also have a website that's octolearn.tech. So if somebody wants to reach out, they're more than welcome to send me an email at A-S for sugar, I-A-L for London at octolearn.tech and that's o-c-t-i-l-e-a-r-n.tech all right well thanks so much for coming on to the podcast i really appreciate it yeah thanks a lot for having me it was my first one and i'm glad uh finally done it i've been wanting to do it for a long time and hopefully many more to come there we go hopefully many more